Hello and welcome to episode 28 of Big Boss Battles, Big Boss Battle. I am here this week with Dan. Hello. And Toby. Hello. George is not joining us this week. His excuse is he's playing Nino Cooney 2. Which is a good excuse. No, it's not. It is. It's not. I've got tons of games I could be playing right now, but I come to the podcast because it's important. This is fair, but none of those games are <laughs> Nino Kuni 2, are they? So. No, none of those games are weird Japanese stuff, no. <laughs> massive, anyway. massive brush there, but okay. Yeah, <laughs> I suppose so. Yes. But anyway, so this week's podcast, we're going to... Uh, pull up the flip on what we did last week. Last week we talked about uh, movies based on video games. This week we're going to be talking about video games based on movies. Whether that be a particular movie, uh, a game as part of the franchise, and we're also going to be including TV shows and things like that as well. Why not? So, the first one I would like to bring up, and it's one of... Because obviously... uh, when you when you talk about movie tie-ins, a lot of the people think of the eighties where there was eight and a half million of them coming out every month, and they were absolute tripe made in two months to get out for the release of the movie and crap like that. But in more recent times, I think there's been a some, there's been a quite uh, a few very very good games, and one of my particular favourites is the Ghostbusters game that came out in two thousand six, ah. I think. I've heard nothing but good things. That was Gears of War. That was Ghostbusters of War, wasn't it? it was, yeah, it was, it was an over-the-shoulder the third-person shooter, basically. Yeah. Um, and yeah, but, I mean, the the, best, the thing about it was is obviously it was it starred the voices and likenesses of the original four Ghostbusters, um, and uh, quite a few other other people in it. Uh, the Janine was in it. The guy who played Templeton Peck was in it. Um, yeah, so quite a few of the original cast reprised their roles for it in voice and likeness, and the entire story and script for the game was written by Aykroyd and Ramis. So it's pretty much the closest true Ghostbusters sequel that we got, basically. I'm not going to sh** on the, the, the new one. Sorry, I swore <laughs> that. I'll beat that. I'll beat that. <laughs> Yeah, I do apologise. Um, the new the new one's okay, but in the end, the, the game is is it like a true Ghostbusters sequel. It was set, I think, two years after the second film, and they're back on their feet again, and they've got now full backing of the uh, city. And that's kind of your it's it's weird. It's kind of like your score. You've got this like how much damage you've caused to the city by by capturing all the ghosts. <laughs> but it's but it's really good. And and they got around the sort of the the weapons thing, as it were, by you know Egon's new thing. So you've got your normal blast where you can you know you, you shoot a ghost and you take down his energy. And once it's down to a certain point, you throw out a trap and you wrangle him in with a you know you sort of yanking them from side to side trying to get them into their thing they've got the slime thrower which slows them down but then they introduce things like a boson cannon uh which is like a shotgun and about yeah and it's it's kind of cool and the cool thing is there's there's no hud the entire hud is contained on the back of the proton pack on the back of your character oh like dead space so, so there's different bars that show you health and ammo and and all kind of stuff on with loads of different flashing lights and it's yeah it's fantastic it's absolutely brilliant. And they introduced the weird things, like I think there's Ecto-6, which is a boat. There's Ecto-4, which is a motorbike. 
and uh, yeah, it's yeah, it's so good. There's loads of callbacks, obviously, to the original films. You go back to the original the, uh, hotel in the first film. You're basically the training mission is where you start out as is uh, Slimer escapes and goes back to the the hotel where they originally found him, and you run through that and capture him again. But then it goes off, and you end up on this in this island, and it's like the island of Shandor. <clears throat> yeah, it's absolutely mad. Fantastic game, there. One of the best movie times I've ever played. Cool. Anything specific, specific you want to bring up, Dan? Uh, there was... I mean, there's there's been a couple that I've enjoyed over the years. Don't yeah. you dare say Demolition Man. So, for a start, Demolition Man... <laughs> Demolition Man was actually outstanding. And I'm sorry, I'm so sorry that you... You you know got frustrated with it and 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 didn't find that that joy. Well, I've obviously just got my my reflexes are dead, <laughs> as I proved the other day. So I just can't fine. handle old games anymore. Fine, fine, but I, it's it's just a brilliant side-on shooter. It's a really good fun. Grenades, guns, bang, bang, bang. Zip lines, climbing up ladders, jumping down ladders. You know, it's there. You know, it was just. Uh, just good. I enjoyed games like that a lot while I was growing up, and so to me, it's just it just feels like perfection. There's there's no there's no weakness in the jump. There's no there's no odd arcs on on weapons. Everything just feels, I guess, unexceptional, but there and present. So, like you know, what game that I tend to return to when I'm feeling a bit down and out, which is Rolling Thunder. Because rolling, rolling Thunder is just predictable, right? It's, yeah, it, it's. The, the bullets go. There's, there's nothing, there's nothing exceptional about Rolling Thunder, you know, other than the call going into doors. It is uh, just one hundred percent solid gameplay. There's yeah. no, no, there's no flakiness to it. It's just bang there. That's it, and and it's hard to talk about what makes the game unique, but. I, I suppose nothing makes the game bad. No, no, it's just that it's just got that sort of perfect mix of mechanics that just works. But there's, you know, like you say, there's nothing outstanding about it. No, it's, it just it, gets it right, and it's just fun to play. That's it. It's just pure. You know, it's like yeah. we can we 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 can sit here and we can complain and we can rejoice about the Metal Slug series and how this one's better than this one and this one's worse than this one and that's <laughs> two just is the so best. frustrating and sorry? <laughs> two is the best. Two is the best, yeah. But yeah, so but yeah, Demolition Man is that to me. Once again there's there's nothing exceptional to it, but everything's just really well done. Uh the 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 one that we were or oh, sorry, the other one that I want to talk about though is the Godfather Two, which came out on the 360 and the PlayStation Two, and it was just a really good open world game, but it just didn't sell well. It just didn't sell well at all, which was weird because you'd go around and put pressure on these businesses, and you'd you'd take over the businesses in each of the cities, and so they'd pay you money, but there were other gangs that were trying to take them over as well, and it was just really well done. Uh, yeah, I, I suppose that what you can take from that is that obviously the video game came out a hell of a long time after the film did. It's true, yeah. And um, I would guess that the the kind of the, the sort of the age of the people that like that film potentially wouldn't really be into games. 
uh, okay, yeah. So, you, 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 I mean, I, you, I suppose you could kind of say the same about the Ghostbusters. But yeah. then I suppose, you know, Ghostbusters 2, it used a NES controller to control the thing. So gaming was kind of at its sort of early boom period then. So you can you could kind of say that the kids grew up with the NES and Ghostbusters. Therefore, they're probably gamers now. But yeah, Godfather 2, I think, possibly a, a bit of a... A divide in the fan bases there. I mean, of. what was weird is that the first Godfather game did really, really well. Uh, and at the time, I think it must have been around the. Mm, there was a, there was a Scarface game. I think it came out a couple of years before, actually. But there was a Scarface game that did really well as well. So it was just odd that the Godfather two didn't. And they had, they had, people who were in the films in the film the whole production value was really high it's i i, I don't know it was just a, uh, all my main complaint about godfather 2 was that it it was short i guess i think it was 9 12 hours maybe and it felt like they could have added another city and have had you do more but it no it was it was it was exceptional but i suppose it's not really a movie tie in it kind of definitely didn't launch around the same time as the movie as you said no, but you know we, we we're not going to you know, hold that against split you. hairs over over <laughs> that kind of thing. If it's based around a movie or part of a movie franchise, it's all good. So that brings me on to the third one that I want to bring up before this conversation moves around, and I invariably end up talking about other ones anyway. But <laughs> in two thousand and four, I did have to look that up. Admittedly, uh, EA released the Lord of the Rings: The Third Age. Now they'd been releasing yeah. they'd been releasing Lord of the Rings games to match the movies coming out, which had all been doing really well. But the Third Age followed the story of a bunch of people who were very similar to the main characters, which they had license to use, surely, because they'd already been making the other games. You would have thought on an yeah. alternate I'm sure there's probably a term for it in writing, but on a similar quest but going to different locations, like a like a a what if, or these extra characters just inserted into the into the canon. So is it is it Lord of the Rings side story or Gaiden, as they might say? Yeah, then? yeah, that's <laughs> that's a that's a good way to put it. Uh, I bet it was that in Japan. I bet you it was Lord of the Rings Gaiden in it, Japan. <laughs> it probably was. It probably was. But it was it was it was odd because it had. I know you wouldn't enjoy it, but it it had a turn-based combat system, whereas the other the other games were obviously these just action run along the screen and bash things and they die, essentially like the Lego games. Well, Lego games all that really seem to remain of that of that genre now. But, uh, but yeah, it had uh, it had RPG elements to it, attack and change weapon and stuff. But, but yeah, these these characters just exist in the universe and and you know it's almost like they kind of walk into a room just as the other characters walk out and stuff which i just thought was quite clever and funny and it would be cool if if more people did that Mm. so toby uh, obviously you would have missed out on most of the the crazily ridiculously odd ones from the 80s and the early 90s but probably for the best have you got any movie tie-in sort of games that you've enjoyed well, I just learnt a few minutes ago there is a Pacific Rim 
uh, fight him, fighting game that I totally missed out on <laughs> in 2016. Really? Yes, it's wanna... like a a uh, uh, choose your characters and fight them that style. Ah, it looks like you're going to be have, have an issue with that though. Yeah, it was delisted. Yeah, <laughs> so that's gone. Was it? Was it like real still? <laughs> the real still tie-in that they did, where where it was just you had the robots that fought each other. I think the problem with the real still tie-in was that uh, there were loads of microtransactions in it because it was mm. back when people weren't really chastising people for that. Yeah, yeah it looks like you, you can choose your kaiju and your Jaeger and oh, looks kind of neat. Yeah, um, well, of course, there's the uh, Scott Pilgrim video game. Of Rest course. In peace. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of delisted, that's gone forever now, isn't it? Yes. Um, uh, yeah, that well, was that was excellent. That game, that was. That was a good one. Yeah. I've heard so many good things about it. I'm. Su- is there really no no version of it available? No. Nope. Is it just completely gone? It's like, gone. Aside from, uh, can you even emulate that? That generation of consoles. Oh, yeah. I mean, you, you can get hold of it if you've got, say, a JTAG Xbox and things. It's still out yeah. there, but on the greyer side of legality, shall we say? But yeah, there's no legal way of getting it anymore. Oh. Down to licenses again, like it always is. Yeah. Well, so- there's always the Lego games. They're always pretty good and there's about 500 of them now I, you raise a good point because obviously they the, even the earlier one the earlier ones while they weren't released at a similar time to the Star Wars movies that they were based off of they were very similar to the plot and obviously later on there were games being launched at the same time as yeah. as the well, movies very, like, very similar like the Avengers game came out very close to the yeah. film and the, the Jurassic Park or Jurassic they did a Jurassic Park one, didn't they? Yep, Jurassic World uh, Lego came out very similar time to the film as well. Yep. So there was a whole bunch. That's that's a very good point. Yeah. But then is that I don't know. Is that going I a bit too? Sixty seven. Sixty seven? What? Lego games? Yes, although that is That's uh, not that's not just the, the new start the Travellers Towers ones though, surely. Yeah, that that is all of them, so it'd be a bit less. But it's oh, got Rafers like uh, and Ninja Go and stuff. Lego yeah. Avengers, uh, that is for PlayStation Three, PlayStation Four, Wii U, Xbox. They're a different, like the Switch, uh, the, the DS one. Sorry, are really yeah. different and computer ones. Obviously, a whole bunch uh, of them. the thing is with the Lego ones, there's there's two levels to that. Because can we count that? Because it's a film that has Lego sets and then the game's based on basically the Lego sets and the film. <laughs> but then obviously there is the Lego movie video game. So which that, then that's, a, that, that's then the direct one. That's the Lego movie, the Lego movie game. That's a direct link, but the other ones are more tenuous going through <laughs> Lego. But I'd, I'd probably say they count. Yeah. They are good. But can we? We'll have to bring up the uh, obviously probably the most uh, popular movie tie-in game that there's We've ever already been. Already talked about Demolition Man. I'm talking Goldeneye. 
Ah, uh, yeah, Ooh. I had that open on my list. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I, I, I know it's not spoken of much, but the Tomorrow Never Dies tie-in game was was actually really good. Yeah, I, I, I can't remember if it was Tomorrow Never Dies. I'm trying to. I think oh, Time to Kill. Oh, that 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 wasn't tied to a. No, I game remember Agent Under Fire. Yes, was a, that, was a good one. That was that was the co-op one as well, wasn't it? It was, and yeah. also it was one of uh, two games that could be used to soft modern Xbox. <laughs> no wonder it was so. <laughs> no wonder it was so well memorized. <laughs> it, was, it was. To be honest, that game goes for a lot of money just for that purpose. Just as an aside, if a game's ever ever found out to be able to uh, modify a console in any way, the prices will skyrocket for that game. <laughs> like uh, Lumines yeah, on Lumines. the PSP. Yeah, yeah. On the PSP did that. Um, Twilight Princess on the Wii did it. Oh, yeah, with that weird knocking someone off the edge of the map thing, wasn't yeah. it? Uh, was yeah, it Cubic Ninja on the Cubic Ninja on the 3DS was one that went mental. That was going for over £200 at one point. <laughs> Just a question: What is this demolition man? Cause it looks. I don't know what it looks like. What on the Genesis? Genesis. <laughs> yeah. What? You should just. What's, da- what's this? What's this obsession with it? It's really good. Fair enough. <laughs> you should download it and play it. It's just a really Maybe good side-on shooter. Just high quality. It's wholesome. It's filling. Yeah. Now, you when I mentioned uh, isometric areas, you didn't seem to remember them. No, I probably blanked them out. And I'm looking at the Wikipedia page now, and it says primarily a platform game, but with yep. two overhead top-down shooter sections, which is what I was what I was kind of talking I'm about. I'm sure they were excellent as well, but not as good <laughs> as the 2D stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I probably blanked them out. It's fine. That happens. Possible. There was a 3DO version of it as well, apparently. Oh, bloody! Which is uh, a completely different game, it seems. So we've got nine light gun shooter levels, four one-on-one <laughs> fighting levels, two first-person shooter levels, and one mission-based racing ga- level. By me. So, I I suppose, by an extension, are we talking about games that might not exist if it wasn't for the movie IP as well? Maybe. Well, I suppose, if if it is based on a film, in any real way, then... So, so the exceptional Die Hard trilogy on the PlayStation 1. Well, yeah, of course. Yeah, so that was brilliant. I mean, I didn't like the driving one, I thought uh, that was odd. Die Hard Arcade as well. Yes, Die Hard Arcade. But yeah, that was great, wasn't it? That was a third-person shooter driving and light gun, wasn't it? It was yeah, three, the, the, three, the basically second. three different games, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. The The first one was quite fun once you got used to playing it. That was the third-person one Yeah, where you go up floor by floor as you clear each level. Uh, and then the second one, yeah, was the light gun one, and that was by far probably one of my favourite light gun games uh, on that console. And I had Point Blank and other stuff on there, but Die Hard had to go on. That was so good. Yeah. See, when... Because I, I, I thought you were going to go down this route, but I thought you were going to talk about um, Dynamite Cop. Ah. Which was the sequel to Die Hard Arcade, but they lost the license. 
Dying so that's, what I, that's kind of name. what I thought you meant when you said games that wouldn't exist if it wasn't for a license. Like Perfect Dark, for example, wouldn't exist without there being Goldeneye before it. Of course. Uh, I mean, no, I wasn't getting that deep. I mean, I, right, my okay. original one that I was going to go for, actually, uh, was Alien Isolation. Because yeah. that wouldn't have existed were it not for the Alien films. Obviously, that's you know that and Aliens vs. Predator are the only Alien games that have been made and are brilliant. There's definitely not been any other Alien games. <laughs> I do like the fact that the the Alien vs. Predator it was the the movie came last out of pretty much all the different formats. Yeah, there was yeah. games first, comics first, then the film came afterwards. That's it. Uh, I can't uh, remember if the comic was first or whether it was the game. Because the original think... game came out late 80s, early 90s. Early 90s. I remember playing it on a in a cybercaf down in either Skeggy. No, 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 it was in Bogner. Down in Bogner. So... Yeah. But no, I, I, I didn't know if the game came first. I know obviously it landed well before the movies. That's why I didn't mention it in this section, but yeah. Uh, oh, i tell you what, there was, and this is super, I suppose it's super niche really, because this was some throwaway game that just seems to have disappeared from everywhere ever. But you know the movie Small Soldiers? Um, yeah. Yeah, so there was a PS1 game. Yeah, 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 everyone knows about the PS1 game. That was a weird third-person shooter uh, in an age of third-person shooters. Uh, but there was a PC game that was a top-down, I suppose, tactical game. It was like an RTS where you only had limited units and and each character had their own skills. And so it was almost like Commandos uh, right, okay. as a... As a I suppose, as a puzzle game. It was, it was dangerously easy. It was probably just one of those little throwaway, you get it on a disc with cereal. But I just yeah. remember playing it over and over and really enjoying that game, wherever it is now. Uh, but yeah, that was, that, was really good, that was a really good movie tie-in. Yeah, so let's have a quick chat about something that you brought up before the podcast, which is a game that is uh, two levels deep. And that is Street Fighter the movie, oh. the arcade game, which is a game based on a movie, which is based on a game. <laughs> I didn't know this existed. You, you're a lucky man. There, <laughs> there. Because it, it it, it's not good, right? It's, it's, <laughs> it is Street Fighter. It's a one-on-one fighter, but it's done like Mortal Kombat. So they've got the actors and they've got them to... Um, make, you know, do their movements and things, and then they've put them in the game. So it's yeah, Street Fighter, but with live action actors, and it's huh. not very responsive. And yeah, it just doesn't play right. Plus, I mean, they've they've shoehorned in Akuma because he was in the the Street Fighter games at the time, so they've shoehorned him in, even though he wasn't in the movie. The picture on Wikipedia actually is of Ryu and Akuma, and I, that's why I was like, I don't remember Akuma from the movie, and you were like, he wasn't <laughs> in it. <laughs> Yeah. See, now, the thing I don't like to think about with this game uh, is that you've got the the legacy of the, the late Raul Julia and this being one of the last things that he did. 
Oh, <laughs> the game as well. <laughs> well, no, actually, to be honest, it's uh, the game was actually uh, done with his stunt double because Raul Julia had already passed on at the time. Gotcha, gotcha. But it's but it's still it's it's weird. <laughs> just thinking about it. <laughs> To be honest, but yeah, but you get you get to play as Kylie Minogue in a video game, so you know swings and roundabouts. <laughs> yeah, there are perks. Yeah, <laughs> one of your national treasures, Toby. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep, hold her in very high esteem. And Donovan, legend. What he was Buzz, so that, that he's a legend enough yeah. for being being that. Did you not was know he? that? No. He was he was Buzz, the host of that quiz game. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> well, there you go. I suppose you... they probably didn't put it on the back. I think it was because... there. <laughs> yeah. Because this was before he had his uh, problems. <laughs> gotcha. But yeah, there. I'm, I was quite surprised when I found that out. Yeah, quite cool. Oh, are we also doing TV shows? Because I, I would like to mention that the Rugrats Search for Reptile game on the PlayStation <laughs> 1 was absolutely perfect. It was complete chef kiss. It was so good. It was exceptional. It was fantastic. There was a third-person platform, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah. Uh, loads of levels all tied into, yeah, and all brilliant. Oh, but absolutely fantastic. And I was far too old to be playing that, but whatever. Who gives a damn? <laughs> also, the Matrix Online, but I'm not going to get on that because I talk about that every second or third week anyway. So yeah, you'll be on. You'll be on for hours. Oh, it was very good though. Did either of you play Mad Max? I haven't yeah. yet. No, I've played it. It's, it's a pretty darn good game. Yeah, especially is it, is it basically just post-apocalyptic GTA. A little bit sort of just of like cause that. in there, isn't there? Yeah, a little bit of uh, a racing sim as well. Cool. Should probably mention the Spider-Man games, right? Well, they're the only one worth mentioning, which was Spider-Man 2. There we go. Cool. I'm glad we mentioned it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's let's mention a few of the terrible ones. No, no. I've still got some good (laughs) ones to go through. We'll 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 stick with good ones then. Okay, just for now. I'm nearly done. I'm nearly done. The Indiana Jones point-and-click adventure game. Oh, the LucasArts one. From LucasArts. Yeah, that boy. Was, that was a that good was one. That was so good. I can't hear the intro to... I can't hear the Indiana Jones music without imagining it as the LucasArts um, version And imagining of it. it as the the Amiga mod sound, kind of. <laughs> this is it. I, <laughs> I, I could have done with watching the movie before I played the game, though. There are some really obtuse and awkward bits where you have to solve a puzzle in a library. To, and it's something that, if you've seen the film, you're like, oh, obviously it's something to do with the floor because and the lights and the this. So that, and it opens. <laughs> but, yeah, so I could have done with, you know, having seen that first. But whatever, it, you know, it's, it's cool. It's cool. I let it off. It's such a good game. Yeah. It's also a really good Blade game. I think it was Blade 2 on the PS2 that was just once again another third person game but you have a sword and guns and you you Wesley Snipes so that was pretty cool because obviously oh, yeah. Wesley Snipes Demolition Man he was the villain in so it makes perfect sense that if he's in another game good times yes I suppose we can't go through this uh, this topic though without talking about the Disney games that needs to be mentioned, although I don't think any of those had Wesley Snipes in. 
there is that there is that but I remember was it Hercules Hercules was genius I suppose we've got to talk about we've got to mention the Lion King and Aladdin as well yeah they were the they were the two big ones they were the two big ones in that in that time and obviously the Mega Mega Drive having the better versions of both in a weird this is what people say but I alternate reality I I enjoyed the SNES ones more the SNES Aladdin was absolutely exceptional. Yeah, it was. It's a weird time back then where you used to get completely different versions of games on the two systems, even though they were, you know, fairly comparable to each other. I think that was probably the last platform where you had that, though, wasn't it? Because I mean, back in the kind of Commodore etc. days, you you actually fully did have these games that were, you know, completely yeah. different. Like one would get an isometric game, and the other would get a first but well, not a first person shooter but yeah they'd be completely different genres they'd just be like yeah i don't know yeah but, well, but i remember how was it the lion king on the snes had the the stampede level and that was all using all the flashy mode seven so that wasn't in the mega drive one yeah yeah, yeah so yeah. i mean stuff like that yeah whereas now you don't get that but you do get game full games that are exclusive obviously that used to happen anyway but you do get like exclusive hour missions for games. That's a big Ubisoft thing, isn't it? So yeah, uh, and exclusive characters in games as well. Yes, this is true. Yeah, that Soul Calibur mess where they're on the disc all along. Uh, the uh, were, were they all on there though? Because yeah, obviously ha- they had very specific ones then. Yeah, it was Yoda and Darth Vader. I think Vader was exclusive to. PlayStation and Yoda was exclusive to Xbox. Yeah, and, but uh, but are you saying that the, the, all three versions? Because obviously, the, 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 when they had the Star Wars thing, Link was in the GameCube version. Yeah, I don't think Link was on the same disc as because they sold the other two characters, didn't they? They turned around a few years later and went, "Oh, and by the way, Darth, you can buy Darth Vader on the Xbox now. Oh, you can buy yeah. Yoda on the PlayStation." And then everyone was like, "Wait a minute, there's no download <laughs> for this." Dun dun dun. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say, without, if we, yeah, as we're sort of talking about uh, Disney as well, we can't really talk about Disney without mentioning Kingdom Hearts. Which I know you know nothing about that. <laughs> I wouldn't know anything about that. <laughs> but you are correct. That, that, that fusion of Disney and Square Enix wouldn't have happened if the Disney movies hadn't have happened. So I suppose yeah. theoretically that's probably the best selling video game movie tie in in all of know. history. Yeah, possibly. If you if you combine them all together, because there oh, is yeah, about you, you know, obviously there is about fifteen thousand different Kingdom Hearts games. There's two, isn't there? Aren't they releasing number three soon? Numbered ones, yeah. Side <laughs> stories mm, don't even go there. It gets confusing after about five layers deep. But, yeah. You ever played the Kingdom Hearts type? Nope, not at all. Hey! <laughs> we can be confused Talk- together. Talking to a bunch of cavemen. <laughs> uh, last last good one that I want to mention, I guess. Cause Go on. I'm going to glaze over and not mention uh, Sweet Home, although that was exceptional. But I don't think anyone had ever seen the movie yeah, I don't even so. know what it is. No, exactly. <laughs> you should look it up, though. It's really good. It's The Thing. Now, I, I know I keep saying that 
these games were just bog standard third person shooters and I keep just saying that because that was such a prevalent thing on the PlayStation 1 and PlayStation 2 era and they just kind of died out in PS3 all of these corridor shooters and stuff just died yeah uh but the thing was really good because it had this uh system where your colleagues could be infected so you could make them take blood tests. They could get paranoid. They could get nervous. If you left one of them guarding in a room that was covered in blood, they'd start throwing up. If you left them near all of these horrible corpses, they'd commit suicide. Uh, and there was just these really cool, you know, really cool ideas and in there. It didn't tie into the movie particularly well. It latched onto the end, and obviously being a third-person shooter... You know, before the days of Alien Isolation, I think yep. there was no way that they could think of a game that could keep the suspense and tension of the movies, which were action-ish movies anyway. Well, I mean, they were action movies, but there was a lot of yeah, suspense. Action, action horror, wasn't it, really? That's it. But uh, the... <laughs> the... Uh... The game did really well with the IP. I mean, obviously, because you were running around shooting things, they had all of the little head-crawly ones, and there were far too many heads for, for what they should have <laughs> been there. Like, that's that's unfeasible. But, you know, with, with, with games, we don't, we don't stand there and go, I've killed 200 people in this level. All of their families at home. Or where do these enemies keep coming from? Or who has enough money to train up all of these idiots? And yeah. so we shouldn't, we shouldn't question, we shouldn't question the thing. With its bosses and strange puzzles and, no, and psychological effects, what I, I think the real sadness for me with the thing, other than the fact that you can't seem to find it anywhere now, the real sadness with it was that certain people who followed you were programmed to turn at certain points. Right. O- okay. Only certain ones. So there was this guy called Pace, and literally, this is such a point for me that obviously I've remembered his name. Uh, you start this level uh, outside a base. It's very snowy. There are storms, and you find him up in this tower. And you then go through the facility, and you're about to go into this room, which I believe allows you to go down a couple of rooms later, actually properly into this research facility, which is a big point in the game. And this guy, Pace, has a couple of lines. When he meets up with people, he talks to other people. You know, he's a pretty good all-rounder. Yeah. Uh and you can have him jab himself and prove that he's human whenever you want. And there was this one doorway, and I I had him prove that he was human at the doorway, and then I saved, because I thought, when I go through this doorway, there's probably going to be hell, so I'm just going to save now, and then I can save Scum if anything happens. And as I walked through the doorway, he'd just taken the blood test, I walked through the doorway, and he just went, and turned <laughs> into one of the, the, the kind of thug things. So I killed him, and I thought, well, that's pretty unfair, actually. I'm pretty disappointed that uh, that Pace turned. So I loaded, walked through the door, and he did it again. And so there were all of these points where these these characters were scripted to die, which was a bit disappointing for me, uh, because I am that weird person that plays through Half-Life and tries to save every single security guard and every single oh, scientist um, and uh, get them to the furthest point that I can <laughs> where I have to leave them behind. I am that person that will, you know, load a save just to try and keep everyone alive as long as possible. And so yeah. the thing betrayed me with that. So 
I remember trying to do that in Dead Rising, and that's a bad idea. Oh, I have I have 100%ed Dead Rising. The, the secret well, is just to play the game, die horribly over and over again until you've got an over-leveled character, and then just follow the follow the clocks. But if you try and do it on the first run or or tenth run or whatever, it just doesn't doesn't now, work. Can you answer me this then? That opening section where you yep. first start, can you yep. save all them people? No. You can't. Okay, that's fine. No, they're bound to die. Ignore them. Excellent. Uh, they all <laughs> they all have to die. But you can save everybody else after that, except for the people who obviously die in FMVs. You can glitch kill the guy, the convicts in the truck, by getting them caught on a tree. Uh, but the best. Yeah, I managed to do that. I think. Yeah. yeah, that's fine once you've done that. But the best way to easily level up is to get out into that area, get into one of the free cars that are in the parking space, go down into the parking area, and just drive all the way around. Until yeah, the car's about to break, then change into one of the cars that are down there. Do the same until that's about to break and come back out, and the cars are restored and fix themselves as long as they're not fully destroyed. And if you do that, then you can. That's the best way to get that achievement for seventy-five thousand zombies killed or whatever it was. And <laughs> by that point, you've you've leveled up enough that you've got most of the abilities. But the the secret to to Dead Rising. Oh, I just realised I'm off on a big tangent now. You are, but never mind. But the the secret to Dead Rising is to, like any good zombie movie, realise that the humans are the baddies, and that most of the zombies, as long as you don't allow yourself to get surrounded, can just be ran past. And once you're aware of that in Dead Rising, it they they become very different games. Yeah, no, I, I figured that out fairly fairly yeah. early. Especially when you get that ability to start jumping on their heads. Yes, and you, you can you run over. <laughs> yeah, and you just run over the top of them. I know it's brilliant. So good. Anyway, on that tangent, I think that brings us to the end of uh, this week's podcast. Now, to warn you out there, I will not be here next week, so you will be left with whoever turns up. We may have to reschedule anyway because I'm going to be in another city next week ah yes you're going to an event aren't you sir i am indeed so so we may need to reschedule anyway yes but even so because i'm over the next couple of weeks i'm moving house so i'm going to be in and out sporadically so i will see you next time maybe not the next time the time after that and from me dan and toby wish you all goodbye bye for now bye bye